I think when people are uncomfortable enough, they can't ignore what's going on. And I think that's coming. Well, we've got the amazing Jamie. And Jamie, how do you say your last name again? <laughs> it's Arigo. Arigo. Jamie Arigo. And we're very excited about this because we know Jamie's all about what we're all about, but in a practical way, in a holistic way. She's got an amazing page on Instagram. I, I don't remember who contacted who first, but I know we must have a mutual friend. Um, do we do we have actually? Yeah. How did you get yeah. in touch with us? I can't remember how. I think so. I just I launched Wake Up I Five, which is this community to bring together creatives and artists um, so that we can exist sort of outside of the mainstream. Because as it stands now, people like us like. I'm never going to work with a company who mandated the ice cream, who mandates the ice cream for anybody casting. I'm never going to work with a company who has a bias or discriminatory casting. Like it's never going to happen. So I've kind of just been searching for creatives and artists who are kind of on the same page and who are speaking truth to power. And you guys, I'm trying to think of how I came across you guys. It might've been, you know, just maybe scrolling on Instagram and seeing like a podcast or somebody tagging you or something, but definitely just so inspired anytime, especially musicians. I mean, you guys are brave, you know, to, to be in the industry you're in and to be speaking out. I have friends that full on canned from tours, erased from tours, big tours, just canned, you know, mothers, they're like, yeah, I'm breastfeeding. I'm not going to do it. And they're like, you're fired, you know? And it's so, yeah. so I'm starting this community so that we can kind of network and create our own, um, you know, professional networks and systems outside of all of the garbage because it's, I'm never, I'm never going back to that side. I mean, there was so much of that shit happening previously and I was just sort of participating in it because it was, you know, my livelihood, but like the ice cream, that's like the hill. That's like the thing that I'm like, if you, if you're a company and you've mandated that for your employees, or if you're a company and you're casting and you're mandating that, like, I'm not like, we are not the same. (laughs) I don't want to work with you, you know? Yeah. Um, I've got a couple important things to say on this podcast too, regarding that, regarding kind of what you just said, that is really interesting. Um, I just want to start off with maybe did you see this some articles within the past couple of days about the New York City Supreme Court judge ordering that workers fired for not receiving the V uh, get back pay and they get I to be rehired? Yeah. So so for the past year, I was working with a candidate for governor of California named Renette Senem. So I was actually heavily involved. Like I, I started meeting those people because I went to um, defeat the mandates in D.C. So I connected with um, this woman, Sophie Medina. She's a female firefighter in New York. She's the founder mm. of a, mm. um, an organization called Bravest for Choice. You may have heard of them. So I'm in regular contact with her. And I think the city overturned it almost immediately. Uh, so that ruling came out and then I, I think the c- city appealed it almost immediately. So what they're saying is like, no, we're not listening to the courts. And so as far as I know, they haven't, that decision has not. Oh, like it actually hasn't taken place. As far as I know, it hasn't taken place. I keep texting her and I'm like, mm. what's the latest? Um, and I know, you know, it's like a weird thing, the internet, because 
some there will be an announcement like that, which feels like such a massive win. Right. But the city, there's still fuckery going on, right? Like there are still yeah. so many different things that the city and the establishment can do to prevent this. And the city worker thing is so fascinating to me because I'm like, why the city workers? And to me, the only thing I can think of is that they're trying to create the Gestapo. They're trying to like only have people working for the city that will totally listen to what the government says. Um, and I think they're trying to get rid of pensions, like, to, you know, mm. they don't want to pay, like, we'll, we'll send all the money to Ukraine so our right. government can funnel it into their own pockets and like support all of the corruption. But like, we don't want to pay pensions for people that have like running, been running into burning buildings or police officers that risk their lives. Like I just, so yeah. So to answer your question, yes, I did see that, but I don't think that that is uh, being carried out because I think the city almost immediately appealed it. And what's interesting is Mayor Adams, did you guys see the Project Veritas where the guy working for Mayor Adams outed him? Did this just get published like maybe yesterday? Uh, this like... has been like, two, like last week. Okay, I don't think I saw it yet. Okay, so one of his employees basically outed him and was talking about the mandates. Because, you know, in New York, Mayor Adams a long time ago said that Broadway actors and sports um, sports players can work without the vaccine mandate, the ice cream mandates, right? He's only kept it. And then recently he made an announcement that the private sector could lift theirs as well. And so the only people affected are the city workers. Mm-hmm. And so this Project Veritas, the guy, you know, this employee for Mayor Adams would just outed him and just saying, yeah, like, I don't, it's only the city workers. I don't know why. So Mayor Adams responded to this saying, you know, if he offended me, that's one thing, but he's not going to offend my city workers. And it's like, you're keeping the mandate for the city workers. And even with an opportunity with this ruling, he could have said, okay, okay, okay. But he's not letting go. He's not letting up. So I'm like, what is what is happening? It's, it's bananas. Yeah. And let me say one more thing just to have it on the record here that I learned the other day in relation to that there, I have a good friend who I work with and he plays in the Houston opera uh, and the Houston ballet orchestras. And he was saying that, you know, he didn't get the shot and they wouldn't let him and about five other, other people perform it during the season. Which, you know, uh, terrible. And then they all got together and they said they were going to sue them and they got a lawyer. But the lawyer said, "Uh, I think because they're a private company, something like that, it might not be a good idea. I don't know if that's a very smart lawyer because I'm in the process of suing somebody. And also, Texas has a different thing with some uh, government executive orders about, you know, Greg Abbott said, no, no business and entity can stop anybody from working because of that well the supreme court said that the supreme court ruling said that private businesses cannot mandate it but they kept it for healthcare workers right so what was weird with this guy is that so they didn't let him work and then in his contract once they stopped like actually testing people if they were sick like on a regular basis then it kind of doesn't matter because as we know, everybody gets sick regardless. doesn't matter. You're probably worse off if you if you do have the, the V. And he said in their contract, the way that they would keep them out instead of testing via like a PCR or something is that they would measure the levels of cholera in the Houston water supply and say, oh, if it's at 15, 16, 17%, 
then you are, again, this doesn't make any sense, but this is in his contract. If those levels in the water supply are high like that, then you can't play. And they somehow correlate that to big C. Um, and now, now he's about to be allowed to play again. And the water thing? Uh, because it's down to six percent right before the uh, elections, and he also said that they are getting back paid for a year. And I thought, well, you know, that's good, but that also kind of says something. That says something to me that they were they know that what they did was ridiculous, and um, so I just had to get that on record because I learned that the other day from him, and he's from Bulgaria, and he's like. I've seen all this before. This is not new to me. And, you know, the the fact that people can be so willing and so quick to go along with whatever, obviously we're seeing it with Kanye too. It's like we have all these little things popping up in the culture, like go along to get along. So anyway. My question for you, Jamie, is who do they think they are? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, Everything is so nonsensical that it's like anything goes. It's literally choose your own adventure. I mean, if the if there is somehow legitimacy with a private company saying your employment determines on the the water, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, that sounds like a you problem. Like mm-hmm. you're telling me that I can't work if there's stuff in the water. I would contact the city. I have no Yeah, that's a good. Right? Point. I would love to see actually a copy of that. That would be really interesting to talk about. Yeah, that would be. I'm trying I'm trying to think like strategically what's the angle here. They're trying to pin your employment on another factor. You know, they're trying to keep some system of control upon you. So now it's going to be the cholera. Well, either they know something that we don't know or it's just literally they're so desperate to maintain some door of control that now it's cholera. It could be something else. But we were talking about something right before we hit record about they're hitting us with everything. They're hitting us from every side. Jamie, can you elaborate on the vectors of attack? (laughs) I mean, it's literally from every angle. So we have all the new towers and all the towers are getting more and more equipment. And those, make no mistake about it, those are weapons. Those are full-on high frequency energy weapons. I am not that hip on 5G, but I know that like we should not have them around every school in the United States. I think Putin says like 5G can't even be around schools. It's like another thing about Putin where I'm like, what does Putin know? You know? Mm, Right. Um, So they're hitting us with the 5G. They're obviously spraying the skies, which at this point, if you can't see that we have stripes in our skies, you're, you know, you're just ignoring what's going on. But it's condensation. Awesome. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny that people say that. I There are so many videos of pilots coming out saying that, like, yeah, yeah, like, they tested the snow in California, and the levels of aluminum in the snow are, like, absolutely off the charts insane. Trees are just dying everywhere. Renette, who I used to work with, talks about the trees in Nevada City. It looks like they're, like, drying from the inside out. Like, they're just, like, falling down everywhere. Um, even off season. So like, obviously in the summer, things are very dry. So trees will die, but like what they're doing, even like people are talking about their crops, not getting flowers, they're not budding. So 
And then, okay, so along those lines, we have like Bill Gates, who's creating all of these mosquitoes, right? And this program has been in the works for a long time. In fact, uh, I live in Florida now. Prior to moving to Florida, I lived in Los Angeles, and they initiated one of these fake mosquito programs in South America. And that winter, we had mosquitoes in our house the entire winter. Whoa. I'm talking it was like 50 degrees outside, like a temperature where mosquitoes would typically not exist, and mosquitoes were inside our house. Wow. They've made, they've like created these bugs. So I think they're definitely spraying, which is affecting, I mean, you know, our soil's ruined, our crops are ruined. They're creating these fake mosquitoes. Obviously the 5G, the stripes in the skies, um, our water is getting totally contaminated because of everything we've just talked about. I mean, they're like mandating the ice cream, which we know there's also like all of the mental, all of the media that people consume, I think is maybe the worst thing that we do because it keeps us in a constant state of paranoia and fear. And we actually start manifesting all of the diseases and issues that we're thinking about. So that's probably the worst thing. Um, I mean, all of, I mean, for kids, it's like the sexualization, all of the like school shooter drills that they have inside their classrooms. I mean, this generation of kids is going to be so fucked up. They are like being programmed from very early age to believe that violence is an inherent part of their day to day. I'll never have my kid in public school again. He goes to school on the beach. He swims in the ocean every day. Like that's his reality. Mm. And I don't understand this like attack. It's like, you know, kids go to school. They sit in a desk all day. They're like now being programmed with all of this like weird over sexualization shit. They're being taught, taught, told uh, talk to about racism at very, very young ages when it's like age, it's not appropriate for their ages. They can't understand it. Then they're also talking about gender and sexuality. They're too young. They can't understand it. And then they're like also having shooter drills. They're told they could go to school and get murdered. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's in a nutshell. It's just it's like tra- It's trauma-based mind control, Jamie. Yeah. You know, like how do you get a, how do you get a pit bull to just, only know how to attack and nothing else you know yeah you beat, you beat the shit out of the pit bull you know with with so many different or uh i used the term buck breaking the other day to the boys kind of in jest but this is what's going on with a lot of <clears throat> i'm gonna say alpha men and alpha women where they have to break these alpha men and alpha women by gaslighting them manipulating them constantly um taking away their families taking away their kids uh messing up their other relationships messing up their work so you beat the you beat the bull down you stab it repeatedly and then eventually the bull is not the bull's not going crazy he's just standing there ready for the slaughter yeah that's, yeah that's what's happening to all of us it's um Dr. Zach Bush called it the spiritual shackles. Like they're mm. trying to break us from every single angle. And it's, it's sad because you watch, you know, like if you are around people who aren't awake to what's going on, you just like watch them continuously expose themselves to this trauma over and over and you see it. And it's really hard because, you know, you can't snap anyone out of it. People either see it or they don't see it. It's like this weird phenomenon. We're living in like two parallel universes And it's really sad to watch people exposed to this trauma and continuously expose them to this programming, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a fascinating time to be alive for sure. Being, um, being a mother, well, sorry, 
<laughs> being a mother, what I'm not a parent yet, but what are you seeing with your parent friends? How they're, you know, maybe I'm sure you have some that are, you know, with you, and I'm sure maybe you have some that are different. And I, I guess I want you to elaborate for people who are watching this that are very um, going along with everything, like, you know, uh, trying to think of a good way to say it. Everything that you said earlier, can you elaborate on that? And what is it like being a parent today? And what are you seeing in other kids that are maybe by your children or son, however many? Well, I would start by saying that, like, I really don't have anybody in my circle who's not like-minded. Like, at this mm, point, things are just t- too important. I don't want my kids being programmed with, like, racist, discriminatory, mm. sexual, you know, medical mm. weirdness. Like, I mean, in L.A., so I started speaking out against ma- mass ice cream prior to the pandemic because I had a child and I was constantly, I was doing everything the CDC said. I followed, I was like, you know, I was being a good mom. I was like taking him to the doctor to wellness visits and he'd get sick after his wellness visits. And that just means that like his, well, it was working and like sick for the first three years of his life. And then um, no doctor could tell me, no Western doctor could tell me he had like scabs all over his face. They would tell me it was like impetigo. It was a bacteria. It was a virus. No one could tell me. And then I went to uh, a homeopath and the homeopath was like, oh yeah, he's just deficient in this, this, this gave me sugar nose and he hasn't been sick since. And he was Mm. sick, like 105 degree fever for weeks on end. And I would take him to the car. He would be like in a state of delirium. He was sick and no one could tell me. So then I started going back to the basics and started looking at everything I was doing, all of his food. How was his sleep? And then I started looking into ice cream and I started reading every single insert mm. day one. B, then, you know, um, polio, tech, like all of it. Right. I let, started looking at all of them and I realized that like it is a scam and it's a lie and they're intentionally poisoning us to keep us inside the system, to keep us inside the medical system. So I started speaking about it prior and got like brutally attacked from mom groups, Right. super attacked, targeted, doxxed. I got canceled. And then after 2020 started, because I knew that like, if you've been paying attention to this agenda prior to 2020, you knew that like mass ice cream was always the thing. It was always the intention for the pharmaceutical companies to have mandates with uh, mandates with companies for adults. So they already have liability free um, products with schools. They have a, they have contract, basically contracts with our government saying that kids have to have this product in order to go to school. So they have a liability free product and they're poisoning kids and that's all good and great because they're making a ton of money and government officials are getting kickbacks, right? They were going to do it for adults. We, we knew like my husband and I are like very like-minded. Thank God. And we saw, we were like, oh, they're coming for adults. So then when 2020 happened, I was like, here we go. Like, and so I started speaking out. I was like, this is full on to get a needle in everybody's arm. Like no question. And then once the jab rollout started watching all the programming, we need a needle in everybody's arm. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so then I was started speaking about, out about that. And then I really got targeted. So all of the people that were in disagreement. So it was like a very hip mom group in LA a lot, you know, some like 
pseudo celebs, like actors, actresses, musicians, designer, like, you know, what you can imagine of like a hip East side Highland park mom group. That was like, mm-hmm. um, and they contacted all my clients. I also started speaking out against BLM. I was like, this is a scam. They're using black people. Um, they are triggering us with our trauma and our horrible past with racism and they're using black people and they're getting everybody to destroy black neighborhoods. And and I called it. And and so then I started really getting attacked and they like basically come after, came after me, went after all my clients, doxed me, started talking about where I lived, started talking about, I mean, you know, like personal shit on the internet. So that's mm. why I don't have any friends that are not like-minded. Um, I keep like a really close circle of people who are like-minded and we don't have to agree on everything, but like the understanding, like the line for me is like the understanding that like jab mandates have no place in a free society. That's kind of it. And like, for me, it's very hard because parents who do believe in this system can't understand, like they can't even hear you. And for me, I can't really hear them. Like parents that are jabbing their kids. I'm like, it's, I can't even associate with people who think that that's like, an acceptable thing to do at this point. If you're doing that to your children, you're living under a rock. Like if you think that it's okay to mask kids, to jab kids, if you're putting your kid through a medical experiment, like I'm just, I, I can't spend my small amount of time on this planet pretending that that's okay. No, I can't even believe what you're saying right now. Well, I can't believe it, but the problem is for us, we wish we were right there with you. And then other times there's so many people in our industry that are not there with us that it's like, geez, like we have to tote the line a little bit, but I do want to eventually get there with Chad. I'm getting there with myself, whether or not people want to join me because I'm right there with you. And and I bet when you have a kid, it's a big seismic change. All of a sudden you're like, you know what? I was allowing about 10% bullshit in my life. I don't even have room for that anymore. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. And it's not even, I don't care if people are jabbed themselves. I certainly don't discriminate. I have a, I know a bunch of people who had to get it to keep their jobs. I feel for those people. I have compassion for them. But like, if you're exposing your kid to a medical experiment, no, it's, you know, it's like adults can make their own decisions. You can't do that to a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't stand when I see parents, even parents that I that I know who aren't wearing a mask yet they're making their toddler wear a mask, and we're like outside, <laughs> and I'm and I'm thinking, what are you doing, and why are you why are you doing this? And also, we know that kids are at the lowest risk for all of this, and you know, if you're just one of these people that's just going, taking them in, doing it, not thinking about it, I really have a big problem with that. Yeah. And it seems to me that nobody wants to listen to anything. Nobody wants to take a second to really critically think about something. Uh, and, you know, I say that because we're seeing that today, too, in a in a different context. I'm going to probably keep referring to this Kanye West thing because I think there, people don't appreciate nuance anymore mm. or they or they don't have the time to. Well, they do have the time because if you have the if you have the time to to do anything leisurely, you also have the time to think about something important. 
Like if you have the time to go and watch uh, every new episode of Game of Thrones, yet yet you're telling me you don't have the capacity to think about any of this stuff, I, I immediately lose a lot of respect for you. Um, that's not to say Game of Thrones might be cool, but have you never seen Game of Thrones? I saw, I think, the first <laughs> season ish. Mm. No, it's really Before cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking, I was like, okay, maybe I don't want. I'm not down in Game of Thrones, but I'm just saying, if you say to me, "Oh man, I don't have time to think. I can't think about that. I don't have time to worry about that." And I'm like, bro, I was at your house last night, and we watched TV for four hours. Mm-hmm. That yeah. didn't really happen, but you know, hypothetically, sure. And in the music world, especially for us, I think Armin and I are lucky that we we don't have to deal with the worst of the worst. That's for sure. Especially like our core band is pretty good. But that whole music world, especially the classical music world, very, I mean, the whole thing, honestly. But when I see somebody um, playing a saxophone today, and they have a mask on, but they have the mouthpiece in the mask or like a whole contraption, yet the air is still coming out of the bell. I'm, uh, it gets me so hot that I want to say some s- things that are not good. Like you want to call them retarded, <laughs> but you're worried yeah. people are going to come after you. And everybody gets mad at me because I, I use that word to describe what's going on, but it's literally the only thing that can describe yeah. What's happening? Like we're so retarded as a, as a species, human. Like we've gotten so dumbed down, so slow, just foolish. I think yeah. it uh, more in terms of being like foolish, mm-hmm. willfully, foolish. willfully ignorant. Yeah, and you know, I've been thinking too. Just wait. Um, people have gotten really comfortable today, and I think that's one reason why people go along with stuff is because it. We get to have all this nice technology. We get to, we which you know just makes life easy. Something like that. Yeah. And we're really comfortable in that moment when you kind of feel like you're getting uncomfortable. You don't want to go there. And you know, I was listening to something mm-hmm. the other day with this uh, war scientist guy, and he was like, you know, they if an EMP went off um, that that fried all the electronics in the United States. That would be insane. That would maybe almost be worse than like a nuclear blast somewhere. And I was thinking, wow, I bet people would go absolutely nuts. Like it would be, we'd probably end up killing each other. People would try and do that if we lost all of our electronics or something along those lines happens because we're not prepared for that. Nobody's learned any of that stuff anymore, which we've talked about before. Nobody really knows how to farm something or... True clean some water although you can filter your own water with like some blankets and charcoal and stuff like that which i just learned um so anyway you know i just want people to do some more due diligence on all this where do we start jamie yeah i mean you're not wrong i i think that there's a big push for people to be more self-sufficient right like across the board people are starting gardens sorry gardeners outside so if it gets kind of loud but you know, everybody, like, that's something I have strived to do since moving here. I have a garden, and I'm growing food, and we're getting chickens, and we have, like, stockpiled food. But no, if, like, technology went down, if we had, like, 
no way to filter our water, if we had no way to sort of heat our food, or we'd be fucked. Like, but I think it's this really beautiful time. People are understanding what's sort of at stake. And when you look at Bill Gates and even the Chinese government building up or buying up so much farmland, you're like, okay, yeah. let's pay attention to what those people are doing. They probably know, you know, what's important, what's coming. So I think it's important if every single person that's able to have a garden had a little garden in their backyard, we'd be so much better off. I'm just, it just feels really good also being like, I don't actually don't need, like if, you know, we wouldn't be able to survive off of our garden, but like we could feed ourselves a little bit. You know, we also have like a ton of, you know, we have like a half a cow frozen. Like, so we wouldn't. And that lasts a while. A half cow can last a long time. Yeah. Um, But all it's, it's essential. All of us have to do it. We have to, you know, think globally, act locally, connect with the people in your area, make sure that you know your local growers, you know, you know your local ranchers, you know where you can get eggs if you need to. I mean, it's like, you're, you're right. We're, we've gotten to this place where everything is about convenience and convenience is killing us. And we don't really need any of it. Like we don't really need anything outside of like, if you imagine your life without any technology or without social media or anything else, like it's a beautiful life. Just being in the moment, being with the people right in front of you, connecting with people face to face. And I think that out of necessity, because of what, I mean, they're going to crash the economy. I think that we're going to see some really crazy stuff over the next couple of years. I think, you know, this is all in an effort to usher usher in the digital currency system. I think they may even, you know, intensify the war to usher that in. I don't know what's coming, but I do know that I we're going to simplify. We're going to have to simplify. And so a lot of these luxuries and um, the frivolous things we have in our life, I think are kind of going to go away, which I actually think is going to pave the way for a beautiful existence for us because simple is good at the end of the day. If you're just, if you're with your people and you're making good food and you're laughing, you don't really need all of the other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you see our? Do you see our cat right here? I don't think she can see it. You can't see it. Are you guys roommates? No, no. Uh, but they're your cat. I consider this cat my cat. In a sense, okay, he's yeah. a nephew cat. He's a nephew cat. But um, I'm hearing everything you're saying. So the other day, Chad and I and his girlfriend were talking about. You mentioned parallel worlds. when people are in a different frequency they're like in a different world yes and then mm-hmm. it's there's a wall there's an energetic wall there's some sort of spiritual energetic wall between you even though you're physically there and that was a big realization um i might sound like david ike right now but um i think i think he's onto something um because if we don't elevate people so we talk about censoring ourselves. Well, euphemisms are pretty powerful. Like it, when we're talking in intelligent ways and being very specific about our words, it's even better than saying the actual V word. We're we're saying ice cream, but we're being so intentional. And I think that just like how these elite have used words and their spells, the mm-hmm. spelling they're literally casting these spells on us again and again and again and fortifying them through their words, 
it's really words at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the awakening people i believe are all beacons of light and we also have this potential to use words as spells as spellcasters to slowly siphon at least a small percentage of individuals out of this weird wacky dimension mm-hmm. have you had any success personally getting people that even seem deep in that illusion out I have had people reach out to me on social media because like I said, I've, I've, you know, been talking about this heavily since 2020, but I have been talking about, uh, the medical industry, you know, for years, um, out of necessity with my own experience with my son. But yeah, I have had people say, wow, I used to think you were really crazy and man, you were right. You know? Um, and I think people are waking up. I, I think that, you know, to your point about being comfortable, I don't, I think when people are uncomfortable enough, they can't ignore what's going on. And I think that's coming. I think that more people are being put into situations that they don't agree with, whether that be discrimination, whether that be just having a difficult conversation, whether that be being at the dinner table with their family members and recognizing that everybody's not on the same page. And so you know, to speak to your point about frequency as well, it's like we really have a choice here. You, we're either going to elevate or we're going to fall. And so not, and, and something I've realized is like not everybody's coming with us and it's a really hard thing to surrender and understand. But like, I, I spent a lot of time being like, come on, come on, I got the boat, come on the boat. And like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, half the population and maybe more are staying on the island and that you just got to like let them go. And just keep trying to stay as elevated as you can and surround yourself with good people and eat good food and stand in the earth, staring at the sunlight and just being grateful because every single day that we have is such a miracle. I mean, we could literally be nuked at any moment. I don't know how real the nuclear threat is. I don't know if that's just more like propaganda to keep us in a fear state. It's totally possible. But I... Yeah, I I don't think we can really even think about I don't spend a lot of time thinking about waking people up anymore, I guess, because I have so many close friends and family members that have fallen to the agenda that it's just like and I just am trying to like really honor their journey, which is hard for me. I, I am mm. such a sister. I'm like, I, I wanna fix, I wanna like I wanna make sure everybody is okay and like I've just had to surrender and like I can't I can't fix it. Mm-hmm. I can't make people know what's going on. I can't, you know cute yeah i agree with you it's too much work at a certain point you understand that uh it's uh it's uh, a what do you call a test in futility so i agree with you it's sad you know you said something earlier maybe i just wanted to touch on this and this might be prefaced as uh you know white people talking about blm but we had uh actually the head of the Houston BLM chapter on our podcast a long time ago, mm-hmm. early on in our podcast. And, you know, we, we like to have good relationships with all people, regardless yeah. of whether or not we agree about certain things. And it's for sure clear that we don't 
agree with any sort of discrimination against any specific people at all. Any form of racism, all this kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, we asked some tough questions in that interview or not even tough questions, but just the questions that don't get asked, you know. Like, where's the money? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like money or are you just voting for this person because you're told to vote for this person? And, you know, like Kamala Harris, for example, everybody wants to champion Kamala Harris, but it's like, uh, same sort of record, you know, putting black people in prison. If, if this is really about that, then you're not acting like that. And so I think it's, I think a lot of people do know now that, that this has turned into a scam and we even had somebody get really mad at us about our David Icke podcast when we were talking about the funding for BLM. And he said, you, you guys, like, he was very mad at us. And he was posting about us and all this kind of stuff. And we um, retorted with, well, we'll have you on the podcast. And then you can talk about it with us. And so we did the podcast. But then he... Uh, did something really, really unnecessarily annoying with me. And I said, you know what? Because you're a bitch, uh, you just don't get to be on here anymore. And then what's funny. You said that while you were recording? No. <laughs> no, I'm really nice in person. <laughs> but uh, when he like made a meme of me and was trying to like uh, blow me out to everybody in Houston, which, by the way, it was a terrible argument. He was, I shared with him the le letter written by the scientist who worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who was talking about the V early on. Um, Vernon something is it Vernon? It's like a European name or something. Oh, anyway, he Bosch. Wrote, uh, Bosch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh Bosch. man, his his summaries have been the scariest mm -hmm. shit. Right. So I shared one of those early with him because we were just having a discussion. Mm. And then he, you know, comes and makes a meme of me that I'm like, it's some weird thing about a veterinarian doing something stupid. Anyway, I was like, you know what? You're just mean. You're annoying. Uh, you're also not right. And then recently, a few months ago, he brought it up. And this this podcast is over a year ago at this point. He said, well, you know, I was wrong about the funding thing. And I was like, yeah, you Does were. That feel good? Yeah. And I actually was pretty amazed. If you're willing, I think I kind of try and live by this. If you're willing to concede that you were wrong at some point, which I always want to do because kind of takes a little pressure off of you. If you can admit you're wrong in something mm. all the time then not all the time not that you're wrong all the time but if you can always admit if you are wrong mm -hmm. uh that's a really good thing and then i'll have more respect for you and it shows that you do have some sort of an open mind about something mm. and i think it's crazy you know we're seeing that today uh I, people people talk about candace owens and they say i i can't even say it on here what one of the most liberal people who we know said about her i can't even say it on here this is a person who is about equality about love about uh, 
affirmative action in all ways um, is about chopping your nuts off. All this kind of stuff. Yet what he said about Candace Owens was so hateful. I can't. Re- I can't repeat it. Basically, an allusion to rape. What yeah. He, what he did. Yeah. yeah, we should well, let people know. I think that oftentimes, and this has been kind of a theme throughout my life, especially as I approach my mid to late twenties, and it's sort of like carried over. But oftentimes, when people are outward about their beliefs, if they have to tell you that they stand for equality. They have to tell you how anti-racist they are. If yeah. they have to tell you how spiritual they are. Mm-hmm. If people are going outward, I don't know that they're necessarily going inward. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to tell somebody how you're not racist. You don't, like, I've never had to, I've been called white supremacist racist like plenty of times, right? Like I, you know, I'm here in this body. This is what my body is. And if, you know, I'm living, we're all living in a moment where our skin color means that we're racist. And that's just how some people see us. And that that's the way it is. But I think a lot of times when people are outward about, oh, I stand for this, I stand for that. It's like, no, you stand mm-hmm. for beliefs. You stand for a very narrow mind. And you like diversity on the outside. You want people to look a certain way. But when it comes to diversity on the inside, you're not really about diversity. Mm-hmm. You know? I think what you think, you know, you, you hit the you hit the nail on the head because there's another term I like to use. It's it's um, communal narcissism. Mm. So in a culture where you're rewarded to be narcissistic, whether you realize it or not, you're rewarded to be fake and disingenuous instead of being truthful and strong. Um, communal narcissism. Right. So struggle sessions. I had it bad. You had it bad. You know, let's relate to each other. But it's fake. It's fake. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be sitting here like I'm more virtuous or whatever. You want to talk about struggle sessions? What about every Eastern European that just recently had to go through communism? Because you want to do the struggle session thing and you want to talk about how bad it is. We're telling you how bad it, it is. Mm-hmm. we're trying to tell you you don't want to listen therefore you're totally acting out of your ego right now it's blatantly obvious yeah now, mm-hmm. no go ahead well my last point there was just that it's so i thank god every day I, i'm i'm serious about this that i'm like thank you for showing me who the real ones are because I've always wondered in the back of my mind like you before 2020 we had this instinct we knew about stuff we knew something was coming. Someone was not right about this world, but we never had it like super, super obvious right in our faces. And now we do. So it's like, thank you that I know where to go, where the real people are, because I want to eventually cut them all out, all the fakes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What are you saying, Jim? Yeah. Victim mentality has become such a huge part of people's identities. And I, man, I, I lived in that for a long time. It's, it's ironic that so many people have called me a white supremacist. I lived in LA. I was a photographer. I was doing really well for a few years prior to 2020. You know, I, I like expensive clothing. Like that is one thing. Like I like to feel good in what I'm wearing. So I think people would see my pictures on the internet and they would say, you're just a wealthy white woman. You're white privilege. 
my dad was hit by a car crossing the street when I was a baby. I was raised by a single mom my entire life. It was like a really tumultuous upbringing. Like my life is like more parallel to, you know, a minority child um, then like the typical American two parent household. So when people would say, but I did, I did hang my hat on that for a long time. I didn't have a dad. I had a single mom. Like I played that until I got to the point where that story was just not in alignment. Like I'm a victor. I've always done well. I've always been able to achieve. So like me playing the victim just didn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. And like those women in LA, like there was one woman in particular, her mother-in-law died from COVID. She was like apparently very obese, very unhealthy. She died from COVID, I guess. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the story, a maid came in, she died from COVID, who knows, right? And um, I, my response, I'm so sorry that happened. I hope your family recovers. She told the whole mom group that doxed me that I laughed when she told me her mother-in-law died. Like she created this whole story inside her head about my response because it was so important. She identifies as a victim so hard. She needed people to feel sorry for her. And this mm. is what a lot of people do in society. It's like people want to feel people want others to feel sorry for them. They want Mm -hmm. that energy. Um, And I I just find it really sad because if people understood what they're actually capable of, every single person is capable of manifesting the exact world they want, but not if you stay low, if you believe, you know, these stories that because you're a woman of color, you can't achieve as much because your son's black, he can't do as much. That's, a total lie perpetuated by the same people that are controlling everything. And it's another way that they manipulate minorities to stay down, to stay in a low frequency. So they actually don't achieve anything. It's a part of the, it's almost like a part of eugenics, to be honest. It's like keeping these groups of people under this thought that like they can't achieve Mm -hmm. anything because they, you know, they are here in a darker skinned body. That's such bullshit. And that's why I like people like Kanye West. I mean, Kanye West is controversial, but he's always said he can do anything. And that is such a hugely important message for black kids to see. You can do anything. Like he says some off the wall shit, but I think his impact on the black community has probably been way more positive than it has negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's got, I agree with you that he's definitely a, a different guy and, you know, says some interesting things. I'm not even really referring to what, what was said recently, but just kind of the ego thing. But he's almost allowed to have a bit of an ego because he's come from the bottom, gone so hard and is now worth so much. Maybe that's changed a little bit in the past couple of days. But his ideas about building homes that are ergonomic with nature, mm-hmm. uh, building orphanages that where the kids would all be on like, a, as he said, a Dr. Sebi diet. And he, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, he's mad about abortion because according to him, and I, I think this is generally accurate, 50% of all black death. Now we do need to check this, but I'm going to go with it for right now. 50% of all black deaths are via abortion. I think in New York City. 
I, you know what? As you say that, I think that sounds right because I remember looking something up bef- way before this. Yeah, but you're right. Because fifty, because when I heard him say fifty, I was like, that sounds high <laughs> for everybody. Half of, the, half of the, yeah, it's like fifty percent of the uh, babies in New York City are aborted. That was the s- statistic I heard. Right, I remember that. Yeah. So even, even that though, that's absolutely insane to me. And if you think that that's, that's anti-progress to, to speak out on something like that, then I think you're completely twisted. And that's why I don't like, and I, and I think that maybe you could speak on this more, obviously, you know, you can carry a child and I'd like to hear your opinion in a second. But when I see, uh, ask the liberals, you could, (laughs) you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Good point. I've been um, trying. I've been trying really hard, but it just can't work. When I yeah. see a progressive woman uh, on live news take an abortion pill, showing how easy it is to have an abortion right in that moment or start an abortion, yet I can see her visually shaking as she's going into it. One, it makes me very sad for her and for the situation. And two, I'm thinking, wow, it has really come to this that we are, I value life. That's why, you know, part of the reason why I think a lot about animals and part of my diet, but just life in general, Mm -hmm. everybody, I don't want to be killing people. And I think that that needs to be taken very serious. And I don't think that we're taking it as serious today. Now, from your perspective, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so I have. Let me say one thing. I'm so sorry. I should have just stipulated. I'm not necessarily saying uh, 100% outlaw something or or fool the other way either. But I just think it needs to be a nuanced conversation. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I agree with you. I have a very interesting uh, perspective on this. I'm I'm very libertarian in this way. I don't think the government should be intervening in our personal decisions. I think the decisions people make, they have to, that's their karma. However, the infanticide bill in California says that now a baby can die while being aborted. That is like a full-term baby and they don't have to rescue that baby. I think that there's some actual satanic shit that's happening right now that people are not paying attention to. Um, That being said, the abortion conversation is really interesting because another manipulation that the medical industrial complex has, you know, another lie that they've fabricated to manipulate women is that you need the government or you need the medical establishment to have an abortion. And that's not true. There are natural remedies that women have been using for thousands of years to end pregnancies. There are herbs, there are teas, there are several things you can do. I think that it is all of our birthright to be able to control what happens to our bodies. Do I think that that, uh, a, do I think that a child at full term, that that applies? No. But I think that women have always had control of their bodies up until we were told we didn't. And now there are all these liberal women thinking that you need the medical industry to have an abortion. No, you don't. There are herbs that make your uterus contract. So you pass if, you know, if you're very Mm -hmm. new and all you track your cycle, there is a reason that sex ed does not include 
our ovulation cycle. Every single woman and every single man should understand mm-hmm. and how a woman can get pregnant and empower each other with that knowledge. Because mm-hmm. if you ever, if you know anyone who's tried to conceive a child, it can take a long time. It's not like an easy thing necessarily. So that's one thing is that like, I don't think that we really need, I mean, Planned Parenthood, I don't know how much you guys have looked into it, but it's a full on money making organization that's making money off of fetuses. Doctors are incentivized to tell women to abort babies. I, I think the statistic, and you might have to check me on this, but like, I think it's like 85% of the time they tell you your baby has like a, an extreme abnormality. It's not true. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they figured that out, but I know I do know friends of friends who were told that their baby was going to come out really mentally disabled, would never be able to walk or talk or whatever. Baby's totally fine. And so you really have to start looking at the medical industry. If doctors are incentivized to tell women that their baby's not okay, like what test are they using? How could they possibly be that wrong? And why are we, why are doctors incentivized to tell people to end pregnancies and getting paid for fetuses? That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like doctors should be incentivized to care, to have a patient, have a healthy full-term baby. That should be an incentive. Can you have a healthy baby come out of your patient? That should be an, ascent- an incentive. Not having a, a woman get rid of a pregnancy that's potentially totally fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that we don't, we've been manipulated to believe that it's not life is fucking crazy it's yes it is because if you did nothing you would likely have a baby it is a life you know if you don't want to bring that soul into this world right now i think everybody should have that choice but i i don't believe that what's happening is even in the realm of responsible way for society to move forward and I think Kanye West is right. And I think more people should be paying attention to the fact that I, the African-American vote is, I, I believe, you're going to have to quote me on this too, or fact check me, but I think they are the only voter, voter block that like hasn't grown in the United States. Mm. So, you know, and I'm sure you guys know about Margaret Sanger and how Planned Parenthood would started, but like, it's another form of eugenics. Like people want to talk about how cops kill black people and they want to talk about the racism within police. The medical industry is by far the most Mm -hmm. racist industry and goes after black people around every turn Mm -hmm. from socialized healthcare sucking to them having bad doctors, to them being misdiagnosed, to them being over prescribed medication to food deserts to poor communities not having access to information or healthy food. I mean, racism exists. They're keeping the focus on the police. And that's like such a tiny problem compared to the medical industry. Man, this, we can go about five hours on what you're talking about right now. (laughs) So um, where do I even start? Let me mention this. Um, One of the biggest red pills for me I always was kind of like on the same page as you. It's like I was familiar with um, coming from a traditional household, traditional women were always around me in my life. Like I knew what they were doing. I knew what was going on. So Penny Royalty, does that ring a bell? Mm-mm. Jamie Penny Royalty. So you were mentioning herbs and teas and stuff like that, that you can drink, you know, um, uh, for that sort of process. But the thing is, so <clears throat> I had, two abortions myself 
Um, one was very early. One was not so early. But the point I'm trying to make here is that in both cases, I knew in my heart and my soul that my girlfriends at the time, they were not really okay with it. So you they, wanted them to? No, I didn't want I, I was like, whatever you want to do. Um, they wanted to. Mm. But they were not okay with it. Like they were acting like they were okay with it. They were not okay with it. Um, I could just see it in their face. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, so I'm trying to I'm trying to tell people that you know this is not some kind of this is not like taking out the trash, man. Yeah, it's it's just a serious thing. Should be treated that way. So there's that, and then um, I forgot the other thing I was gonna say, but I'll I'll say this. Uh, You mentioned Satanism. Well, in a weird fucked up way, it's almost like they're trying to sacrifice as many bodies as they can for power mm-hmm. because it's it's gone to the point where the jig is up so much that their bullshit's not working like it used to mm-hmm. that their mentality because it is in their pagan belief and we can go down this rabbit hole too because there's a lot of literature on this i'm not just pulling stuff out of the air and saying these people are saying this like there's literature that there's bloodlines of people that do these things so and it's very simple would they do it for power because if you can take a life it's like you're taking a nuclear reactor and harnessing all that power inside of it Mm -hmm. and to this day there's there's Okay, okay, you don't want to believe that? How about this? There's tribes in areas of the world that cannibalize because they do it for power, mm-hmm. for war power. So it's a tradition that's lasted thousands of years and it still continues to today. But let's say you don't believe in any of that. That's fine. You don't <laughs> want to believe in any of that. That's cool. When we have doctors that are on camera and they're talking about, well, I want a Lamborghini. So I want to sell that baby for as much as I can. We've, we've hit a threshold. Yeah. We're no longer doing what's right for us collectively. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to wake up. Chad, what are you going to say? Yeah, it just, I, I, I'm right there with you. And, uh, you know, we had a Satanist on our podcast. She's a minister of the Temple of Satan here in Houston. And we had her on because, you know, we want to figure out what these people are saying. One thing that that was interesting is that she's an eighth grade English teacher at a pretty nice high school here. And what the Temple of Satan says is uh, free. I actually really like their values, per se, that are on the website. It's like freedom of speech, bodily autonomy. They're basically libertarian tenants. Oh, yeah. Their Twitter is off the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I looked at it. And so I brought it up to her. I said, man, I really, you know, I actually really kind of like these tenants because at face value, I'm kind of right there with you on the tenants. And I said, so with the bodily autonomy, obviously, you know, I know where you're at for abortion. Um, but when it comes to the V, does it apply there? And she's like, uh, well, if it's for the greater good of the public, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, you suck. It's just you you fold. You don't live true to what you're doing. Again, it's she's. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. She doesn't suck as a person. 
You're going to edit that out. You're going to. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you can see that. I mean, I, I don't think the beliefs line up. I'll, I would say that to her, but I had a really, we had a nice conversation. I really appreciated how invested in the conversation she was. That's huge for me. But when your beliefs uh, say one thing, yet you act another way and you act in a programmed way, mm-hmm. mainly a ultra progressive, ultra liberal mm-hmm. way, then I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. And don't get me wrong. There's far right that side that's super annoying, super dumb. Mm-hmm. And they actually, it's like when you go so far left and so far right, they end up coming into a circle and like meeting each other. But um, I just want to say, actually, shoot, what did I want to say with that? (laughs) Anyway, we had Satanists on crazy. We talked about that and I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's negative energy and anybody who says that, Oh, it's cool. It's, it's not really about Satan. It's just cool. And it's like about yourself. Shut the fuck up. It's not. Well, something I will say about the abortion, too, is that, like, they have packaged, they have marketed abortion so that it's this tool that frees women from the responsibilities of pregnancy. So, so much so that women don't realize what an honor it is to carry a child. And they don't recognize that, like, getting rid of a child is trauma. It is physical trauma. It is spiritual trauma. It's mental trauma. So we have this whole generation of people, and we can go back to um, Black babies in New York. So we have a whole population of Black mothers, young Black mothers, who have now experienced this trauma. And it, it like, really breaks my heart that people view babies as such an inconvenience because you know even though i you know we have a support system babies really bring abundance and they bring success and they shift your life so that you really prioritize what's important and there's there's this marketing campaign to make people think if you get pregnant your life's over but like if you get pregnant your life is just beginning it doesn't matter if you have the family, like if you have your family intact, because many people won't, you can still elevate yourself. And I think when women have babies, their vibration shifts, like you grow, like your heart expands in ways you don't know, your brain expands. I mean, you get kind of dumb for a while, but like after that, you expand, like the way you're able to prioritize your time and create business and opportunities is like, it's so much greater. And so that might be another layer to why they're really trying to like cripple Mm. women with telling like with not only like totally medically raping them by way of abortion but raping their souls and their spirits and their you know like you talked about your ex-girlfriends like mentally it's it's hard to be a woman and to go against biology and say like oh i'm pregnant this soul is trying to come come through me, but I'm actually going to deny this spiritual plan and I'm going to stop it. Like that's, that's really hard. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot, I think we as a culture really should put the value and respect upon women that they deserve for being able to do such a miraculous task. And I think that that's getting blurred today. Yeah. Because 
But like you said, now I can say, you know what? You're not that special now because I can do it too. It's like, well, really, can I? No. But I, I think that's kind of like blasphemous in a way to to deny women of that natural, beautiful, miraculous thing and just turn it into something that it's not. It's an attack. It it's is. a biological attack. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> these people are sick. They're sick in the head that they're doing this. And um, so where do I meet more women that are in line with that? I mean, they're around, you know, you have a singles board inside wake up high five and I'm trying to cultivate all the young awakened people because it really is up to us for humanity, humanity to continue. If, if this medical experiment is as bad as the Pfizer papers say, I don't know if you guys follow Dr. Naomi Wolf, but she's been doing mm-hmm. an incredible job um, covering what's happening. If it's as bad as they say, then it really is up to the pure bloods to continue humanity. Uh, <laughs> so all of the pure bloods have to meet each other and have pure blood babies and like not jab them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I've been working on as well, because all of the parents who are on this side are, I mean, I, I'm like, my son has to like get with another kid. I mean, you know, like people, my age, I have two kids. People are like jabbing their two year olds, you know, like, yeah, a woman in LA who signed up her baby for the experiment. You guys, people are fucking yeah. cuckoo. Yeah. So we have to all find each other is the point. You're gonna start yeah, matchmaking yeah. like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> like our marriages. Yeah. Like, full on. Like all those people are still married. There must be something to it. It's not until we had all these choices that things started getting so fucked up. Like if there must be something to just being like, oh yeah, they believe what I believe. They're cute. This should mm-hmm. work. And yeah. you figure it out, you know. Yeah, and it's not an arranged. I mean, look, if you're, if I want to meet like-minded musicians, I'm there's places that I'm gonna go to. There's yeah. specific places. Like it's nothing arranged. I mean, you talk about arranged. I would rather meet somebody that's in an organized space, and and they got their their head on straight, mm-hmm. than accidentally meet somebody and maybe it'll work or not. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, if we're talking about forcing people into things, that's a different thing. Yeah, we're not. But my point is, keep me (laughs) updated about that. Okay. So, Jamie, probably before we end, maybe can you just tell the people um, who watch this where to go, where to find you? Obviously, we'll link everything for them, but I just wanted you to say some stuff about it. Yeah. So, you guys can find me at, I mean, I have a. A lot of websites at this point, but the creative community I'm starting for people like us is at wakeuphighfive.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Jamie underscore Arigo. And Wake Up High Five has an Instagram too. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. Yeah. 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 We're, we're going to link all that in the video and obviously get that out to the people who want to watch it. Um, we really appreciate you being here today. We really appreciate your perspective and it's fresh and it's nice. Thanks. It's, I'm really grateful for you guys. And it's like, it gives me hope because I think a lot of people are under the impression that the younger generation is like fucked. And so when I see young, you know, intelligent, creative artists who get it, 
it really gives me hope. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we've got some young creatives who see what's going on because it is up to the artists. It's up to people like you to make sure that, you know, the arts are represented, the truth tellers are represented in the arts. And guess what? The more of us I see and the more I'm like, man, we're like really attractive more than other people for some reason. What's with that? Hey, I'm know, serious. It's a, maybe, you know, just being creative, understanding aesthetic, having an appreciation for beauty, uh, liking uniqueness of things. I think that's important in the art world and the creative world in general. Well, no. Well, I'm talking about the light, the light, the twinkle in people's eyes. Yeah. Like I can literally almost to this point see that something is missing in the eyes of the people that are totally in the spell. I could be wrong about that, but. Well, I think it's a vibration. So mm -hmm. you're probably just like attracted to people who are on your vibration. I think that, you know, it's so if you believe that the world is 99.999% energy and just 0.0001 in, you know, to infinity matter, then it would make sense that you would just be attracted to people on an energetic, in yeah. an energetic yeah. way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to lead with that energy, lead with love and unite people on the same wavelengths. Everybody, this has been the Houston Ensemble podcast with Jamie Arigo. And uh, thank you so much, Jamie. We'll definitely be in touch with you and talk to you real soon about this. Thanks, Thanks guys. Jamie. Bye. You too. Bye. See ya.